Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon on a Wednesday. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. Trent Condon, myself, Ken Miller, with you for the next couple of hours. Thank you for spending some of your morning uh, here with Trent and us. Before we get started on the guest list, why is MapQuest trending on Twitter? Any idea? I have no idea. I don't ever look at what's trending on Twitter. I know you're always big on that and see what's going on. Well, it shows up on the right-hand side of my Twitter page. That's probably the reason, because you're always looking at it on a computer. Yes. I'm looking at it on my oh, phone. Where you have to actually go to the search right. mechanism. So I, when you hear, you know, this was trending last night. Yeah. I have no idea what you're talking about. But, but MapQuest, Trent, I mean, MapQuest served a huge purpose. Oh, it was what? great. How many years ago? 15, whatever it was? 20. 20, <laughs> yeah, printing yeah. out the directions oh, before yeah. that. How did we get through? I remember the pages and pages as oh, we made yeah. our way to San Antonio and had them in the car. and Right, having to actually have somebody read them to right, as opposed yeah. to the GPS telling you what to do. Remember when you, had, you probably don't. Maybe you do. Have a stopping a gas station oh, for yes. directions. Uh, anyways, MapQuest trending on Twitter. I'm not clicking on it. Uh, the BMW Des Moines guest list. I'll click on that. Uh, we are going to move all over the place here today. We're going to start things off with our uh, friend uh, Cody Goodwin first. Yes, he's Cody, up first. Cody's yeah. going to join us first. More on the high school uh, situation. Cody covers it for the Des Moines Register. Let me stop there on the Des Moines Register. Tommy Birch just posted a piece on uh, North Softball. What a great read. You know, there's there's a reason, a number of reasons. I have such a soft spot for the city schools. Mm-hmm. And North Softball, they won a game. They hadn't won a game since June 2015. Think of that. Think you, is that Five They had to years. fold last year because they didn't have enough gal. Mm-hmm. So... I want to get the coach's name right, Dominic Hill. I want to. I want to. I want to make sure. I want to give him credit. It's a great story. Mm-hmm. Um, hang on, give me one. Second. Ellis, Dominic Ellis, Dominic Ellis, uh, is the coach over there. And when they started practice in June, they had girls on the team, Trent, that had never played baseball before of any kind. A majority of the girls right. on the varsity team had never played softball had before. To- <laughs> What base do you throw to? I mean, mm-hmm. had to learn the nuances of the game. Their team goal coming into the year was not to win a game, was just to get through the season, to have some fun. Uh, and they were they were outscored, I think, I don't remember, 80-something to zip in their first few games of the year. But uh, Coach Ellis started to see some progress, and they won a game. Great for them. They're going to make it through the season. Good read, uh, Tommy Birch, if you happen to be listening. Um, I really enjoyed that. DesMoinesRegister.com. Great story on North Softball. Yeah, it was, uh, I believe, 89 to nothing. 89 to zip. They were outscored. In their first six games of the season. And, And you go through... Game after game, but they didn't run care, rule. Trent. They, the coach said, "Just saw smiles on their face." So they beat a student, small school, uh-huh. but they had that scheduled. It was a doubleheader, though. In the first game of that doubleheader, uh-huh. East Union beat North fifteen nothing. Did they really? But to come back <laughs> and to get your victory, and, and did do they do it, it in the last at bat? They did. Yeah, How about that. Scott Reister had a really good piece with some video from oh, some he? fans, uh, some parents in the stands well done, Channel Eight of uh, of doing that. So I really enjoyed that. I saw that the other night. 
Scott did a great job with that piece and talking to the girls. One of them, a senior who'd been there, is the only one senior, and and her talking. This is all she wanted was yeah. just a win, right? And they get a win, and now they'll get another chance to play in the quarterfinals coming up. Uh, That's awesome. They'll be playing tomorrow night against Des Moines Lincoln. So that will go uh, polar bears go. Yes, uh, love that story. Absolutely, an absolute great one is. There are still these positive stories yeah. out there. I, I, I've told you before, the negativity that has surrounded by some camps out there mm-hmm. of the high school baseball and softball season, it, it frustrates me because I'm in it. I see mm-hmm. it three times a week. I'll see it again Friday night with Substate. I, I'm out there. Yeah, you I'm chickened out last night. I, well, <laughs> the game got moved to one thirty. Oh, that was it. Okay. <laughs> what do you want me to do? <laughs> I could have gone out and done a half hour before Murph and Andy, uh, I guess. But uh, and it was a domination out of Van Meter. They won 15 nothing. Well, but, you wouldn't have got it in anyways. I'm guessing West Des Moines was the same as Ankeny was yes, last night, yeah. weather-wise, right? It was rough. Oh, It, it was God. rough out there. There was no baseball being played yeah. in Central Iowa. Did you have the sirens going off all night? We didn't. Boy, no. we did. All night, really? Well, I shouldn't say all night. I don't know. I fell asleep, but they certainly they they it was a busy night. Like uh, at the end of our street, they just not they haven't for the last three years. They they built the, I guess what they're calling the North Ankeny Fire Hall mm-hmm. is at the end of my street on, on Otter Creek Street. I live on, um, so you you really can't hear the sirens. Uh, unless you're listening for them, but they were going all night long last really? night. Really? Yeah, wow. they had a busy night, the crew. Uh, crew had a busy night. So, yeah, it was a bad night uh, weather-wise, um, and you wouldn't have got it in had you been... No, no not at all. There there was no chance. They made the right choice mm-hmm. of moving the games up, but I know there were a lot of those 1A and 2A district games that were played last night that were moved and moved to tonight. There were some over the weekend. I was seeing up in North Iowa, they had a lot of bad weather on Saturday when the uh, first round, a lot of the districts were getting started. There was one game, I think it was at Mason City Newman, that didn't start till like 10.30. Really? Because they had rain. Games were supposed to start first game at 4.30, second game at 7 o'clock. Well, they didn't get the first game so in they, until about 7.30. But they got in the, the, the they twin did. bill. They good did. for them. Yeah. Uh, they don't get, the seniors don't have any more of those opportunities right. left, so, so good for them for getting it in. Uh, we will uh, get back to the guest list here. Cody Goodwin coming up. We will speak with Cody. Again, well, well done, Tommy Birch. Uh, that's a really good read, and if you... You know, if you subscribe to the register, if you get the paper at your door, make sure you you read that one. Uh, soft spot for those polar bears, and good job out of them for putting one in the win column. Coach Ellis, um, hat tip to you is uh, tip of the cap to you as well. So Cody Goodwin first, John Bowenkamp, Luca Garza is going to make his announcement on the second of August. We will know one way or another whether uh, 55 is coming back. There is some other news, Big Ten-wise, about uh, uh, Xavier Tillman is coming back to Michigan State, which is a huge, huge, um, not pickup, uh, but guy coming back. Tillman back to Michigan State. They're yes. going to be loaded anyways. When you see the you know preseason top fives mm-hmm. uh, that are starting, to, or top tens, um, Michigan State's on them. Gonzaga's on them. Iowa's on them. Especially if Garza's, Garza's coming back. John Bowenkamp will pick his brain what what he thinks again and i can't find it for the life of me i looked again this morning to read frank garza's he, reply. he deleted it he did delete it yes okay. i heard rob howe and andrew downs their podcast on monday and said that yeah he uh rob howe did take a screenshot of it but it was deleted by frank garza i knew i saw it Trent. Yeah, for a yeah. minute i thought you know am i losing my marbles no no it was there right and what we're referring to is is he you know made a case for luca not to come back to mm-hmm. school and and it's, I think, is absolutely valid. 
The uh, guy, if there's no basketball, you're not going to give up a year of, of, of development. And the guys over at 24-7, the Iowa site over there, had an interview yesterday with Frank, and, and he mentioned that he has a couple of significant offers over in Europe already Does on the he? table. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them is a significant one-year deal. There's also a multi, multi-year deer deal on the table. So this isn't just as simple as, and we'll see about the NBA and then go forward, right. and if we have to go to Europe... The offers are there. Mm-hmm. And, and the was 90-10, maybe 95-5 he was coming back. That's where I was. I'm 50-50 now. Yes, I, I think this has and, changed And that so might much. be too generous. The decision has to be made on August 2nd. Yeah, and that's when he's going to announce it, apparently. Are we going to know anything more in terms of what college basketball no, is going to no, look like August 2nd? No, 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 no. There's no, no. way. There's no way in the likelihood that you're going to have a normal season. Yeah. Seems incredibly slight. If there is a season, what's it going to look like? How many games? What is it? Is it going to be conference only? Is it going to be any non-conference games? Those kind of questions are still there. Are there fans in the stands? Is there going to be an NCAA tournament? I mean, mm. you just there's so many hurdles that are out there and the decision for Luca Garza a year away and you said Frank Garza mentioned this, mm-hmm. a year away from basketball, competitive basketball. How impactful that will be to his future. It's a decision we haven't seen before in college basketball. Trent, if I had to bet today, I would lean he's gone. Yeah. I would for that very reason, COVID. We'll see August the 2nd. John Bowenkamp will opine on that at 1045. It's Wednesday. That means Cappy's here in Centurion Stone of Iowa. Uh, Justin Luch and Joe Farron, the crew over at Centurion Stone of Iowa, they sponsor the Capman. He's back from vacation, which means he's on the air, which means Trent and I have to. We don't get him live as we have the last couple of weeks. We have to tape him. We did this morning at 835. Just one part of it that, that came up. Um, there's going to, the rooftops are going to allow fans at Wrigley Field. Mm-hmm. We got into this briefly. I never asked you, though, at the, at the end of Have you sat, uh, ever sat on the rooftops at Wrigley Field? I haven't. It's something that's always been on my bucket list, but mm-hmm. never have been able to cross it off. I've had a couple of opportunities where some buddies went and things mm-hmm. like that. Just never lined up. It's a great party, Trent. Yeah. It's a fun bucket list thing. But it, if you're going, if you're going to party, that's one thing. It's great. You're gonna, you're, you're gonna love it. If you don't, if you just want to go see a I ball was game, disappointed. Yeah, I was. I mean, look at you can drink as much as you want. You can eat as much as you want. Oh, that sounds great. I mean, the the grill is going constantly. It's just not like hot dogs and hamburgers. It's seafood. Oh wow. It's really at least the ones we were in. I'm assuming they're. I mean, I don't know. Um, and they're really nice. Being a private bathroom, but you can't mm-hmm. beat that, right? Um, it, it was it was really luxurious in, in a lot of ways as opposed to sitting in you know in seat but you can't see anything the warning track you lose oh, okay. things you have no idea what's going on in the infield because you're you're further away from the game than you would think i mean you look through the camera lens mm-hmm. from the shot behind home plate or the shot from center field you got a pretty good feel for it right but it's 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 not ideal so i've seen a few of them obviously and you mentioned the camera shots that you get from time to time not just the distance there, but how high up. There's some of them that have the seats built in there. Like, yes, bleachers. Like like the seats that you'd see inside the mm-hmm. ballpark. Are you, do heights bother you? No. Well, I shouldn't say that. Can, yeah, does but it, that didn't there. Can you look over the edge and no, see the No, you know what I even below? have trouble with? You know, you go on some of these, you're on Twitter and they post some daredevils climbing a pole or something. <laughs> yeah. And he's got the, the GoPro on and looks down. I get queasy just looking at the video. So did you get queasy at all? No, I down? didn't. No. I did not. And we were in, the, there was bleachers on top of it, uh-huh. bleacher seating. 
uh, look, it's fun, and if you want to go see the Cubs this year, that might be your only option. <laughs> true. They're going to sell these things at 25% capacity. But again, if like bachelor or bachelorette parties, those would be ideal up there. I know a yeah. lot of people have done that in the past. Uh, it's a bucket list thing. It's fun, but man... It, it left me wanting more. That's uh, yet another thing. And as we've gone through these last four months, so many of these things, I'd like to get to that someday. Mm-hmm. I'd like to do that someday. I think there's going to be more and more people when we do get back to normal that are going to say, let's get those bucket yeah. lists crossed off. Good point. Let those things that we've been pushing back and pushing back for whatever reason, just go do them. Mm-hmm. And that's certainly another one that's going to be on my list. If I make it to Wrigley next year, I think I might do it that way since I've never mm-hmm. done it before and... Yeah, you never know, right? You never yeah. know what's going to happen, and we're learning that more and more each and every day. <laughs> yeah, Jack Swarbrick today, uh, if you uh, want positive, don't read his Twitter. Yeah. Or, or I think it was Nicole Auerbach from The Athletic. She was tweeting about it. Um, it's basically, if this curve doesn't flatten, if if we keep going the way we're going this last couple of weeks, there's no way in hell. And he's right. I mean, he's, mm-hmm. he's, not, he's not going out there on a limb. If it keeps going the way it's going, there's no way in hell we're going to have uh, college football. NFL football is kind of, I think, Mm, tenuous at this point, maybe. Um, the NFL Players Association has a ton of power. There's no force majeure in the contract. Can you believe that? That is, There is no force majeure. Act of God is not a clause in the player's contract. So they think that yeah, we, we, we should get our money. Right. If we, you cancel the season, you've got to pay us. How's they that? got some leverage. Yes, they do. Oh, boy. That, that, that adds yet another wrinkle mm-hmm. into and what we're looking at here. We are just over a week away from MLB week from returning. tomorrow. Yeah. It gets started. And then we got the NBA and the NHL. Mm-hmm. When things get started, and, and connecting this to college football and college sports in general, and if we get a few weeks into it, and boy, you know, this is working. Yeah. We talked about the European model, but there's so many people you know, that aren't looking at the European soccer and the way things have gone there and say, maybe this can work. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can do it. We don't have a bubble like the NBA, but MLB doesn't have a bubble either, nope. and it's working. When positive cases come up... Well, they haven't started traveling yet, and that's what worries me. Yeah, the travel part, I don't know. How big of a deal is that in comparison to a bubble? Well, the They're, bubble they're not flying commercially. No, that's true, but they're staying in... I don't know when they're on the road... Uh, if they if they're going to stay in one hotel only, like every team that travels to St. Louis, will they stay at X Y Z hotel because X Y Z hotel has um, taken all the precautions that say the NBA or the NHL have put in place for their bubbles? Um, so I, I'm with you, Trent. That um, that see, I, I, I'm still. It's the travel to me that that worries me a little bit. NHL's in. Well, two places. Mm-hmm. Uh, NBA is in one place. Teams are going to be going all over the Central Division, all over the West Coast, all over the East Coast. Oh, uh, we we shall see. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Yeah, no, trends, you're, you're preaching to the choir. Hey, speaking here. of baseball, there was some baseball news. My boy By- Byron Buxton, yeah, I, saw I saw that, that. two nights ago. Right. I mean, just day to day, though, right? It's not standard, as bad as yeah. it could have been. I I thought watching that initially and watching the video of it. Seeing the way that they reacted, mm-hmm. eh, torn ACL, mm-hmm. broken ankle, something like that. So day to day, midfoot sprain. It's Byron Buxton just banged <laughs> up again. Imagine Indeed. that, huh? Really? Bill wants to chime in. Bill, welcome to the program. What's on your mind, Bill? Good morning, guys. Kenny, I'm a neighbor of yours. I'm at 36th in Delaware, about a half. Oh, no kidding. Day. Okay, so you live yeah. by the park. Yeah, I walk I in it every morning. Walk all the time. Yeah, yeah. I've seen you. Okay. You used to visit me at Hy-Vee. Remember, I worked. Oh at yeah, 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 yeah. 
I do it now. But I know anyway, who you are, Bill. Siren, I was going to say the sirens went off at least three separate times last night. I think originally because there was a 70-mile-an-hour wind gust by Johnston. Mm-hmm. Then they supposedly spotted the tornado this side of Boone, but it was going out to the east-northeast over it petered out by Gilbert, I think, and I don't think it did any real damage, but uh, other than trees and power lines right. and stuff. Did you see any trees knocked down? I didn't walk this morning. I had to no. take Cappy. So no, I we didn't have the high winds. We right. had some rain, but yeah. we didn't have the real high winds here. Yeah, no, but uh, it was an eventful night, that's for sure. And if you're a DirecTV oh. subscriber, you had nothing to watch for over an hour. Uh, <laughs> I, know. I know it. You're right. Indeed. Bill, thanks for, uh, thanks for chiming in. Appreciate it. Good to talk to you. Okay, Bob. Yep, good to talk to you. Um, yeah, DirecTV out last night. Boy, it's a pain. I love DirecTV. I hate DirecTV. When the weather comes. Yeah. Did I ever tell you my Super Bowl story? This is probably oh, eight years no, back. Oh, you lost the Super Bowl? It was... Super Bowl Sunday, wake up, we go to church, get home, and we had a huge snowfall. I remember that snowfall. It was 2014 or 15, maybe. So, or 13 or 14. Dishes out. Okay. Well, yeah. It hadn't snowed since the night before. Mm hmm. Our dishes literally on our roof. Yep. You know, we don't have yep. one of those that is on a stand or anything like that. I got the, I know what you're talking about, Trent, because I broomed it. And, but I can't reach it. Mm-hmm. So I attached two brooms together. Still yeah. wasn't long enough to reach out my bedroom window. So I call Chris Brennick over at Rockstar Satellite, Direct TV. Uh, that's where we got ours through. And I, I call Chris and he goes, All right, here's what you do. You got a super soaker, like a squirt gun. Oh, yeah, yeah, I said, yeah. no. So go to Target. It's Probably December. wasn't a rush for them. There aren't any there. Of course, they're not on the show. Go shelves. to Walmart. Nothing there. So start calling around. Finally, I think it was like a dollar store, like Dollar General or something. Call, yep, yep, we have a, a couple incidents. Okay, so I go, fill it up with some warm water, and also some of that windshield. See, I thought that's what you were going to say. You're going to put the blue fluid in Yeah, and, and some of the, like, Carex repellent, about half and half, and do that. Well, dude, the first time, the squirt gun that I get from Dollar Store isn't strong enough. <laughs> it's, it can't even reach out there. So I pump it up a little bit more, really reach out there, and finally made contact. Well, after I made contact... Still takes a while for the actual snow mm-hmm. to get off the dish. This turned out to be, I, I'm hanging out the window. It's 15 degrees outside, snow everywhere for a good hour and a half. Finally got it to break. But you didn't about miss any of the game. Didn't huh? miss any of the game. Right. It was starting at noon and all told after all the stops that I made, finally got things going by about was 4 o'clock. Was it Seahawks Broncos year maybe? Could have been. I, I don't remember the game offhand. That no, it was. I tried to forget that one too. That one wasn't ugly. No, I think we went brutal. somewhere for that game, so I don't Is think that that's right? where it was. Yeah, regardless, and maybe we were even going somewhere that night. But I just want to watch the pregame stuff, and it yeah. took that long. And when I got home from wherever we were going, wanted to obviously be able to watch mm-hmm. the postgame stuff, and without a dish, <laughs> makes it a little that. difficult, right? Makes it a little difficult. Uh, and then finally, uh, to wrap things up, Zuma Mahente, the new co-host of uh, ESPN's morning show. When did they start? Is it the 17th of August that I see? I think that rings a bell. Yeah. Uh, Jay Will, Keyshawn Johnson, Zubin Mahente. Boy, you know what's um, warmed my heart? Might be a little bit over the top. I like Zubin a lot. So, you know, that fits. Um, The feedback, because he's not on Twitter. He's not on social media. He's not. He's the one. Yeah. Oh, you think it'll be forced? That's uh, in my list of questions for today. I bet you. Yeah. Is management going to mm. push a little bit, Zubin? Mm-hmm. The time is now. At ESPN Zubin, 
wonder if that one's taken. Oh, I'm sure that they've already, yeah, that they've got right. that one in quarantine somewhere. Right. Yeah. Uh, but but Zubin's going to join us, and it's uh, it's been great to read all the feedback his way from peers, if mm-hmm. you will. Yeah, yeah. You know, just uh, recognize he's such a hard, he's an encyclopedia of sports, and we've he's told incredible. you this many times. I mean, we bounce around the world literally of sports with Zubin, and there's nothing we could throw at him that he would be stumped. No. He's just incredible that way. And he'll have a story about it. He'll have something. Mm-hmm. We can bring up Russian ping pong. We We've could. about that. Yep. And he'd have something. Yep. He'd have a story. He, you know, I was talking to David Purdom, and, and then he'd go in the story, <laughs> right. the, the gambling writer at ESPN.com, and he would have a story for it. He is incredible. And then just random games and random moments yep. in sports. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned that encyclopedia that he has. Oh, it just, my. He can pull anything out. And the great memory. He's going to be great in I that I believe role. he is, too. got to give him... Got to give it time. Right. Change is difficult, it right? Is. Change is incredibly difficult. The, the good news is, I think he's not replacing Mike and Mike. Yes. Because that was incredibly popular. And let's be honest, if it was Mike and Mike, there probably wouldn't be a need for a new show. Right. Because those guys were, were rolling. Although yesterday, I mean, you, you just never know, right? They blew out the Dancing with the Stars. Right. <laughs> they just blew them out. So uh, speaking of that, I heard as they were reconfiguring the national lineup for ESPN Radio, there was conversations about Mike and Mike reconvening some midday show, doing something like that. Is Greenberg what he's going to be on? Ten to noon? No, noon to two, maybe? Noon to two, I think. I think yeah. I may be putting them together, and apparently Greenberg was like, no, I'm good. He didn't want to work with Didn't want to work with him anymore. wonder what happened there. Long time together. Yeah. Probably things start to build, I guess, after a while, and some people and different personalities. Mm-hmm. And maybe the, just the show, they I thought it'd run its course. Mm-hmm. Could be a possibility. They're but both because they're both. I mean, Golik went to Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Greenberg went to Northwestern, yep. right? Um, Big football guys. Yeah, love talking NFL. Love talking. I mean, it seemed like they talked football all the Did time, they? and that was what one. I mean, they started 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. I was such a big fan of that show. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was living in Eastern Iowa. And you couldn't get mine, which is why you were right, 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 of course, yeah, of course yes. Yeah. Dyer and I were on. And, no, yeah, we weren't yeah. getting that in Iowa City or Cedar Falls. <laughs> and Although there, we were on a pretty big stick, 50,000 oh, FM really? watts. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, we had, there was a ESPN affiliate. There wasn't one in Waterloo. There wasn't one in Iowa City. There was one in Cedar Rapids, but the signal is incredibly small. Mm-hmm. But there was one in Independence, Iowa. And I could get... The ESPN radio an FM, through that. Uh, yeah. an, I mean, an AM, rather. It was an AM, yep. yeah. And you know, I was able to get it that way. So that was my Mike and Mike fix in the morning. Yeah, was in this uh, little stick coming out of Independence, Iowa. Uh, Cody Goodwin going to join us next. We're going to get into uh, high school. Uh, of course, Cody covers it for the Des Moines Register. We will do that. Uh, John Bowen camp coming up. I'm sure the Dodgers will work their way into the conversation. Fort Dodge. No, no, no. Oh. Those ones out in L.A. Oh, okay. He's, he's a pretty hardcore uh, Dodger fan, but we'll talk about Luca Garza. Will he or won't he? I'm leaning he's gone. Feels, Am I to bet today? Yeah. I would uh, I would bet that he's gone. Anyway, we'll find out. Just the, just the uncertainty. Uh, Kex, you know, when iHeart Radio want to help you pay your bills, text the keyword FUN to 200. 200 right now. It's your chance to win $1,000. That's FUN to 200, 200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. All right, uh, we'll come back. We will talk to Cody Goodwin next. Miller and Condon with you until noon. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3. Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM.
Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM with you until noon. Uh, coming up in about 15 minutes, John Bowen Camp from the Maven under the Sports Illustrated umbrella. He covers Iowa. Uh, he will join us more on Luca Garza's pending decision uh, that he says will he will make public. Let the world know by August the 2nd, on August the 2nd. Right now, Cody Goodwin from the Des Moines Register covers high school sports, and he joins us. Cody, Trenton, Ken, thank you for coming on. How are you, Cody? I'm doing great. Great to be back here with you guys talking uh, baseball at long last. Right? Yeah, indeed. It's been uh, it's been fun watching uh, the high school stuff, at least through Trent, living vicariously through Trent's eyes and voice as he's covered it. I know you've been out there a lot, and we will have MLB a week from tomorrow, but who's counting? But, Cody, let's, um, you know, from, from your perspective, uh, when you heard the guidelines that were going to be in place, that the, uh, the parameters that were put out there in order for baseball and softball to take place starting in June when it did and getting uh, culminating at Principal Park. How do you think the Iowa high schools have done from from your perspective? Have uh, mission accomplished? I mean, we knew there were going to be some positives, but all in all, uh, passing grade from you? Yeah, I would think so. I mean, you got to think about it. There's over 300 high school baseball and softball teams that have been playing, and, and we've done our best to keep track um, you know, of teams that have been affected in some capacity, whether that's um, you know, teams like Woodbine that, you know, had to sit before they could even get on the field to throw the first pitch, or uh, teams like Cedar Falls that had to sit for two weeks during an already shortened season, or or teams, unfortunately, like Dowling and Southeast Polk that had their seasons end before the playoffs. And, um, you know, our unofficial count is right around 30 teams or so, um, which is a, a relatively no, low number considering um, how many teams are actually playing. Um, you know, I know that the Iowa High School Athletic Association uh, talked to a few of those guys um, over the course of the last few weeks. And, um, you know, I think if you would have, obviously they were hoping for zero, right? They wanted all these teams to run their course and, and show the rest of the country that, you know, we could do this here. Um, you know, maybe give a little bit more hope for fall sports. I'm sure we'll touch on that here in a second. But if you would have told them 30 teams at the beginning of the summer, I think they would have taken that. Um, some of them are a little bit more high profile than others. You know, obviously it stinks, especially for us here in Central Iowa, to see Dowling and Southeast Polk go down before they can even get to the postseason. Um, but, you know, compared to how many teams are playing, the fact that there's only about 30 teams or so, and this is strictly baseball, I have to look at my number for softball, 30 baseball teams get affected in some capacity over the course of the season. Um, you know, I think that more, more – they're they're pretty happy with that, and so I, I you know I'd probably give it a solid B. Um, you know I think there there could have been things that we could have done better, but um, you know I, I I think we've done pretty, I think we've done all right so far. For instance, what Cody? What could have been done better in your mind? Well, obviously the goal is always zero, right? Yeah. You don't want any teams to get affected in some capacity, and there's some things that you just can't control, right? I mean, a lot of the coaches that I've talked to over the course of the summer, um, you know, they can control what goes on during the practices or during the games because right. the kids are in their control and they're there and they can tell them what they need to do. But as soon as those kids leave the field and they leave the training uh, complexes and they leave practices, um, you know, it's really an, a, you know incumbent on them to make the right decisions so that their season doesn't end on a COVID case, especially now with the postseason really starting in earnest this week. It's uh, certainly that time where teams are waiting, hoping that everything is going to be okay and, and nobody obviously comes down with this. Cody, as you look back, everybody was so excited at the high school level just to get it back, and they were willing to accept any kind of parameters that were put in place. 
when we look towards fall, how different does the policy need to be for volleyball, which will be an indoor sport, football, with the amount of contact that's there, where the way that it's set up currently, anybody associated with the team, there's a positive case, the whole team is done. Can they do that for the fall sports? Are they going to have to reconfigure, if they're going to try fall sports, what they're looking to do? Yeah, they're going to have to change quite a bit. I mean, you kind of hit it on the head there just with the way different sports are set up. And and we had talked about this probably last month, that baseball and softball were the perfect guinea pig sports because there's some contact, not a ton of contact. You know, when you're thinking baseball and softball, you know, it's it's the exchange of the ball from pitcher to catcher to the field, Um, you know, the dugout dynamic. Um, you know, not a ton of con- plays at the plate, not a ton of contact when you think of baseball and softball. Well, when you think of football, you know, you've got eight, nine, ten linemen clashing against each other uh, on every given play. The, the ball changes hands multiple times again, um, you know, and then some of these bigger schools, these 4A football teams, Dowling, Waukee, Valley, Southeast Polk, Johnston, the Ankenies, all these teams, um, there's a lot of players in those programs, and there's a lot of players that suit up every Friday night that just stand next to each other down there on the field. So, um, you know, they, I, do you ramp up testing? Um, do you change the way that the game is played? I know that was something that uh, Tom Keating, the executive director at the um, State Association, he did not want the game of baseball to be changed at all. It was everything surrounding the game that they wanted to change, you know, the constant temperature checks, the social distancing at games. Um, you know, the way that maybe, you know, no post-game handshakes, but the, when the guy, when the boys are on the field, when the girls are on the field playing softball, they did not want the actual gameplay to change. So it's going to be really interesting to see what they're going to do surrounding football, surrounding volleyball, um, you know, for Class 4A golf, um, cross-country. Cross We've country. all been to cross-country meets. We know that there's a mass of people at the starting Huffing line. and puffing. Um, yeah, so it's going to be really interesting to see what they're going to do with some of these sports, and I know that they've been having those conversations you know, throughout baseball season, and, and they're only going to ramp up as we get closer to August. You know, we, we've seen that uh, in, in the NFL and perhaps in college, we've seen a new face shield for the, that uh, be worn, you know, over or in addition to the uh, to face mask. But in high school, I mean, the cost prohibitive, uh, I, I'm just not sure that they can they can require that. Um, has that as change of equipment been talked about at all at the high school level? It seems like it's, boy, it's asking a lot. It's part of the discussion. You know, do, do the kids have to wear masks underneath the helmet? You know, I, we've all worn masks. They're uncomfortable. It's a little hard to breathe. But mm-hmm. that's, you know, some cities even in Iowa here are starting to mandate that we wear them when we go outside. So is that something that you do for cross country? Is that something you do for football? Is that something you do for volleyball when everybody's inside? It's a little bit different. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of things on the table here that they're trying to discuss and hammer out, uh, you know, because I, I think, you know, teams – over the last couple of weeks have been practicing football or at least practicing yeah. what they can with regards to football and fall sports. So, um, you know, I, it wouldn't shock me at all if, if they take a similar approach to what, you know, baseball and co- softball coaches have said where, you know, whatever it takes to give these kids a chance to play, we're going to do it. If that means constant temperature checks, if that means certain face shields or certain, you know, having to wear masks at games and whatnot and practices, um, you know, it wouldn't shock me if that's something that they come to an agreement to, even if it just gives them a chance to get on the field. Practice officially begins on August 10th, but there is uh, camps that are bringing going on and uh, workouts that still can happen at the high school football level, and we will wait to see on that. When do you anticipate a decision that is handed down from the Boys Association on football for this fall? Is it going to be maybe right up until that August 10th date? 
I wouldn't be shocked if it was maybe the week before then, um, you know, because the state baseball tournament runs, I believe, until August 2nd. That's mm-hmm. championship Saturday there at Principal Park. You know, and then there's there is a week afterwards where it's kind of like a dead period week, so to speak, for high school sports where there's, you know, individual workouts and maybe, you know, in a normal year, team workouts here and there. But, um, you know, official first practice um, would probably be what, August 10th? Uh, that's that's probably I'm assuming sometime between the end of baseball and the beginning of what it would be first practice is when they'll come out with, um, you know, at least the first steps toward getting everybody back on the football field and volleyball and cross country and golf and all that. Mm-hmm. And what will they how will, what will they do as far as mandating uh, some of the do's and don'ts at, at practice? I mean, will you be able to tackle at, at practice? I mean, <laughs> all of these questions. How do you block? Right? How do you how practice exactly? blocking? And, yeah. you, and you have to. Right. Uh, what have you heard Man. along those lines, Cody? Anything? That's that's kind of what they're trying to figure out right now because football is such a different beast, um, you know, because of all the extra contact, right? You're tackling on every play. Um, you know, the linemen are blocking on every play. You know, you know the, the sideline dynamic. I mean, these are things that they're, you know, they're trying to figure out, which is, you know, do you ramp up testing? Do you, um, you know, do you cut down on your number, on the number of varsity players that you're able to dress every Friday night? Um, you know, what happens if a kid tests positive? You know, we, we learned with, um, you know, especially here in Polk County, if a kid tests positive, that shuts the team down for two weeks. Mm-hmm. But there are other schools around the state, like Bishop Heelan, for example, where right. if the contact tracing um, shows that the kid wasn't in as much contact or, that you know, the kid or the coach tests positive, they weren't in as much contact as some of these other teams, um, you know, the teams can sometimes continue playing. Um, so, you know, do they change the mandate where it's, you know, right now the association and the girls union have deferred to local, uh, county public health departments. Um, are they going to change that going into fall because football is such a different beast? Um, there's a lot of options here that they've been discussing, but the one thing that I have heard from Tom Keating, the executive director of the association is that they, you know, when they brought down all these mandates for baseball and softball, every coach and every player was like, yes, we'll follow and we'll do what we need to do. And that gives them a little bit of hope that no matter what uh, guidelines they bring down for the fall sports, um, that coaches and athletes are going to follow those as well. Cody, before we let you go, would be remiss if we didn't ask you about wrestling. Stanford last week announces they're cutting 11 sports included in that is wrestling. That's part of your beat over at the Des Moines Register. And for the collegiate level, for the high school level, so many questions there. Boy, a difficult time to be in that wrestling community. You know, I was having a really good Wednesday. They brought that mm, up. Yeah. Uh, no, man, it's, I mean, that's, these are some of the effects, and Stanford's a little unique, um, you know, just the way that they have, um, you know, they set up their academics and athletics and the way that they're able to kind of funnel money back and forth between them. But that's, that's tough, man, because, I mean, not only is it another D1 program going down because of COVID, and you wonder how many more might follow because there was, there was Stanford, there was Old Dominion um, that cut their program in March. Um, you know, there's a couple other programs here and there that, you, you know, they might run into scholarship issues. Um, but, I mean, you wonder what's going to come next. You know, I know that the Ivy League has some really good wrestling programs, and they have already stated that they're not going to do fall sports. Um, so what is that going to mean for the winter? Um, junior colleges, uh, the NJCAA have ar- has already um, declared that wrestling is going to be a spring one-semester sport, and they're going to push the schedule back a little bit because they want to fit the whole thing in. They've already announced that they're going to do that with football as well. Um, you know, what is this going to mean? I mean, it sounds like, um, you know, at least according to the CDC and, and uh, you know, Anthony Fauci, that we're on track for a, um, a vaccine, but that may not come until the beginning of next year. So, what, you know, are we going to wait until that thing lands and then we're going to take off running or, or what all are we going to do? I, there's, there's a lot of things we still don't know yet when it comes to wrestling 
Um, and I'll tell you what, the, the more, the, the, the further, the more reactions that I see from other state associations and collegiate programs and different conferences and whatnot, uh, the more nervous I get for the upcoming winter because we know how much wrestling matters here in Iowa. No question about it. Cody, thank you as always. Great to catch up with you, Cody Goodwin. Be, uh, be well and we will uh, talk to you down the road. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, fellas. Good to talk to you. Cody Goodwin of the Des Moines Register. Scary about wrestling. Yeah, it absolutely is. You know, we talk so much college football, college basketball. Those are revenue sports Mm -hmm. outside of Iowa. Wrestling moves the needle in Iowa. But nationally, the amount of money that it costs and you're looking at things that be Mm -hmm. cut. Wrestling's not going to be cut at the University of Iowa. No. Iowa State? No. You and I? Yeah. Yeah. It's tough, man. It is. Uh, John Bowenkamp joins us next. Huge decision from 55, Luca Garza. Uh, his dad was on Twitter and then deleted the tweet, but it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't outlandish by no, any means. He answered a question that was posed by a Hawkeye fan and uh, he answered it truthfully. Uh, Luca's got a difficult decision. If there isn't going to be uh, college basketball this year, why would he stick around? Why would he? Outside of getting your degree, there's not a reason for it. Uh, there's absolutely none. John Bowen Camp will talk that. I'm guessing Dodgers as well. Yes. Uh, as uh, we continue He'll on. You'll get here. to see Mookie. Indeed, he will. We all will. Uh, we'll get to hear Cappy. David Kaplan, Centurion Stone of Iowa, sponsors him. He joins us at 11.05. Zubin Mahente at about 11.30 ish. Miller and Condon till noon. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. 10- Avenue in Des Moines. Welcome back, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. You just retweeted. You weren't kidding. Uh, the tournament crowned their champion last night. And you've got the receipt of the boys looking like they went out and had a little fun after. I would like to add up all of the beers and yes. shots. Well, they went to a place that wasn't exactly expensive. That, w- that was the first thing that jumped off the page to me. Travis Diener, who hit the game winner, there's a tweet of... Well, they were in Fond du Lac, Wisconsin. Right, right. Yeah, We're not talking about New York City here right. and the prices you see. 137 call pints. Mm. Total? 753. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about $2 fireball shots? Well, here's the one that jumps off the page to me. Six glasses of water, nine bucks. <laughs> That's how they get you, I guess. Anyways, let's get John Bowenkamp in here uh, as we uh, take you up until noon. David Kaplan at 11.05, Zuba Mahente about 11.30. John Bowenkamp right now. John, as always, good to talk to you. Of course, under the Maven umbrella on the Iowa site. Uh, Luca Garza's decision, tick, 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 it's coming. And yeah. what his dad tweeted the other day, John, uh, I think it makes sense. I know he took down the tweet, but... If there's no season or the likelihood of a season, uh, the uncertainty of a season uh, lingers out there, that's going to, in all likelihood, uh, factor into what Luca decides to do. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I do think that, 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 I mean, when I read that the other day, I, I, I agreed with it because, I mean, you really don't know at this point. I mean, a month ago, you, you know, we're sitting here thinking, you know, there's going to be a full 31 game season. They're going to start, you know, they're going to start practice at the end of September and, and all that, and now everything's kind of up in the air. And you know, I think a lot of it has to do with what football does. I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, I mean, they, they again, they don't even know what they want to do yet. Do they want to play a season that starts earlier with a break in December, or do you want to just start after January first? 
And and all of that uncertainty, I think, really is going to weigh in his mind because it, it may come down to, look, I know these offers are on the table and these are sure things. Uh, I may go do that because I don't know what the college basketball season is going to look like. And so I, I think that his decision right now looks a lot different than what it did a month ago. Being drafted or not, that probably is not on the table here, even if it is, even if he gets a guarantee in a late second round. If there was a basketball season in front of him for college basketball, what he could do, the improvements that he made, and, and jump, up, jump up and get that guaranteed money right. in the first round next season. With that off the table, you look over to Europe. And uh, in an interview yesterday with Hawkeye Insider and David Eicholt, he, uh, Frank Garza mentioned that there's a significant offer on the table across the pond and also a multi-year deal that is over there also. Those two things maybe even weighing heavier than what ultimately is the NBA draft decision August 2nd. You got guaranteed money over there, and certain, certainly no guarantee of college basketball changes the equation for Garza. Sure, because if he doesn't play this year, I mean, let's say let's say he decides to come back and all of a sudden things go incredibly wrong and there isn't a college basketball season he sits out for a full year, you know, is that money going to be waiting for him next year? Now, I I would think that it would be. I would think that there would be teams that wouldn't look at it as, oh, he had a year off, so so we're not going to offer him that money. But, but I mean, I do think that, that that is going to weigh in the factors. Okay, we know this money's here. We know we can go there and play. Um, you know, so, again, again, like I said, the uncertainty of the college basketball season right now, I think really is going to make a difference in, in his decision and, and it was different than it was a month ago. We just mm-hmm. we just really don't know what's going on right now. No, we we really and uh, we truly don't. It's the great unknown. John Bowenkamp yeah. is with us as he uh, covers the Hawkeyes uh, at the Hawkeye side under the Maven umbrella. Let's uh, football real quick, John. Uh, Nate Stanley uh, has signed with the Vikings, drafted in the seventh round. He uh, put pen to paper. He's now an NFL under an NFL contract. I was dead wrong about Ricky Stanzi. I thought he would play in the league, and look, he's, he's, he was in the league for a while, but never got that opportunity, third on the depth chart a lot of times. When you look at Nate Stanley, I think he's in the right place. I'm not saying he's going to be you know, Kirk Cousins. He's not. But there's no. a chance that he's going to you know, get an opportunity on that depth chart. I think he sticks. What, uh, what kind of NFL career for Nate Stanley in your mind? I, I think he can end up being a backup. I, I you know, that, that's you know, when you really think about, it, that's a hard position to get into in the NFL, just because they're, you know, it's it's the really good guys that go in the top ten picks that that get jobs. Um, for everybody else, they're all scrambling for backups. And again, the sports changed from what it was, you know, ten, fifteen years ago when a lot of teams would carry three quarterbacks, and now a lot of them don't. I mean, a lot of them just have the have the one and the two. And so I, I think he's in a good place. I think he, I, I mean, there's a reason why they took him. Um, I think it, it's a good place for him to become a backup. I think he's got this, the skills, the skill set is there, I think. And it's just a matter of now he's going to get some, some NFL training once they get in, into camp, whenever that'll be. And, you know, I, I think, I think he's in a good spot and I think he's in a place where he can learn a lot of things. John Bodekamp joining us here as we talk Hawkeye Athletics. Speaking of football, we're still awaiting more from the law firm down in Kansas City with the look inside the Iowa football program. John, have you heard anything when they anticipate that report is going to be back and then the next step that'll happen in the process? You know, I mean, that that is a good question because Gary Barta said it was going to be weeks, not months. Mm-hmm. And I think in some of the other investigations they've done, there's been a fairly quick turnover 
I think if it doesn't happen, I mean, I think it's going to be the next couple of weeks. I think they want to get this out of the way before August camp starts or whenever camp starts. And I, I think that, that they probably have gotten in touch with everybody they need to get in touch with. It's a matter of putting it together. I would hope that the university releases the whole thing. I hope that right away, I hope it's not something that we have to, you know, issue a FOIA request for. Mm-hmm. I, I really hope they because re- I think they need to be transparent on this. And I think we need to know everything. And I think we need to know what they found. And I think that's the best way to move on. Um, like I said, I, it, it, the timetable that Gary Barta said, I think we're getting really close to an answer, and I think it's going to come here in the next couple of weeks. You know, speaking of FOIA requests, John, I know that there were uh, Hawkeye Media members that requested, you know, some of the emails that went on. I think some are looking for some um, conversations, some back and forth between some parents and Kirk Ferentz uh, over the years. How long does that procedure normally take? Do you know? And because um, we we haven't heard anything, and I'm assuming uh, if the request was was granted and was successful we would have known by now any idea how long that process takes you know honestly it it all depends it it, sometimes it can be that day or the next day and sometimes it can take weeks and months and i mean i've I've been in this business a lot of years and i've seen it go any any sort of timetable it just depends on on how quickly the university wants to handle it too so i again i think those are all part of this i think we need to see those i think we need to see to see what what has been said and what the responses were and and i do think they're going to be part of this investigation i I think those emails i think i would hope this law firm goes through everything and i hope that we get to see all of it because i think that's the only way you move forward here is if there is some sort of transparency John, a final thing on the Hawkeyes, and we'll let you uh, get excited about your Dodgers here before we sure. let you go. <laughs> but uh, last week, the announcement was made by the Big Ten that they're going conference only for football. Is that the last domino to fall for college football, and it's going to be a 10-game schedule? What's your likelihood that you see of us actually having a college football season coming up this fall? It's probably a little better than what I think people think, but I, I, I think I was, you know, reading between the lines back in early June. I think you could just kind of see that this is where they were going, that the 10-game conference only thing was probably the best way to control the testing, control the protocols, that sort of thing. And it also then sets you up to, if you have to push it back to the spring, okay, this is the schedule we're going to play and all that. Um, I think they're going to – I'm I'm of the mind of if they are in class, if there are in person classes at the University of Iowa, there will be a football season. But again, it's got to be that way around the entire Big Ten. And there are a lot of things right now that can still happen. I mean, there could be governors that say you can't have, you know, you can't do this. There's going to be university presidents, obviously, are going to make the decisions too. Um, it's still really fluid. I think I think there's a I don't want to say there's a fairly good chance. There's a slight chance that I think it's a better chance than what people think that there's going to be a fall season because I think they want to play these games. I think they want to be done with it. I don't think they want to go into the spring with it. Mm. Uh, John, just real quick, I, I really enjoyed the uh, the roundtable discussion. That, you know, all the Sports Illustrated, Maven, Big Ten guys got together uh, and were asked that question. I don't know how long ago it's been. It's been a while now, but I thought that was really well done. I hope you guys Thank do you. more of that. Uh, so Thank let's you. get yeah, to good. Uh, let's get to your Dodgers. Look, they're they're head and shoulders uh, above anybody in the division, seemingly. Who's the team? Is is this the year that the Padres jump up? The Rockies, maybe. I'm not sure about the Rocks, the the Snakes. Eh. Uh, the Giants seem like uh, their window was closed. Is this the year for yeah. the Padres to not to 
to be a distant second, I guess, maybe in best case for the Padres. This is, I, I think this, this, this maybe not just because of the fact it's a short season. And I think the teams that will really respond well to this are the ones that have the pitching because you don't have a, you don't have a 162 game schedule to kind of work things out. I think it's everybody. It's, I think it's going to be the experienced teams. I think next year probably is a, is a better. I think okay. this could be a good stepping stone for next year. But again, you're playing in that division with a team that's probably going to win all 55 games. I think. <laughs> um, so, um, so I mean, yeah, I mean that that is going to be the thing. I think I think once once we get into a full 162 game schedule, I think they're going to be a lot better, and I think they're going to be a lot more. They're going to have, this will be kind of a stepping stone for them maybe in the next year or so. John Bowenkamp joining us. John, as always, great to catch up with you. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good day, guys. Yeah, you yeah. do the same. John Bowenkamp for Sports Illustrated, the Maven, the Hawkeye site over there. Does a lot of good work. He's got somebody else writing for him over there now. Have you seen that? I did, yeah, and I can't remember the name off either. either. Uh, but good to see. A little help for him. Why not? Uh, we will uh, have David Kaplan. We taped him at 8.30. Cappy is next. Zuba Mahente is live around 11.30. Miller and Condon until noon. 1460 KXNO 106.3 FM.